are the creators of reality. Those who have mastered perseverance, those who thrive despite attempts to thwart us, those who make magic at the root of the very trees they hung us from. We are the mountains and the rivers. We are the sun and the moon. We are sand and gems. We are the first and the final. We be big and small. We be light and dark. We be seasoned and youthful. We be sensual and sacred. Those gifted and divine. Those powerful and radical. Those vibrant and ancestral. We are the creators of reality. We are the Black Oasis. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Black Oasis, the podcast. I'm your host, Kaya Supreme. And today we have a very, very, very special guest. Today we get to sit down with the Mr. Everyday Dope himself, Cedric Sheffield. Welcome. Kaya Supreme. <laughs> that means you got onions and bell peppers on you. Oh, you okay. Everything, right? It's Listen, not just the crust. It's, it's all things. It's all things. Supreme. See, yeah. It supreme. ain't regular. Deluxe. Oh. Mm, carbohydrates. Oh. Carbohydrates make you fool. No, we're, we're, we're on a... Uh, we are not eating carbohydrates. <laughs> we got a headache. <laughs> we have a headache. We're not eating carbs, so I'm going to give you Veggie Supreme. <laughs> okay, all Veggie right. Supreme. <laughs> So thank you so much. Crust. No, not we're not that far. Not that far. I like gluten. <laughs> if I'm gonna have some crust, it's gonna be fully. Give crust. me my inflammation. <laughs> <laughs> Inflame me, Lord. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I got to. I got to get my mind right because no, that's not correct. Black people, <laughs> we should surrender the gluten for real. <laughs> if if they got it at Whole Foods, you need it too. Okay, it's not just for anybody. It's for every. It's for us too. It's for us too. I'm gonna have to embrace the gluten free. I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna get my mind right. Good health is not just for the belt line, black people. Oh my God, we listen. Black people go to the belt line <laughs> in flocks. In flocks. flood yeah. the belt line. Okay, <laughs> we want to see your face. On the belt line to so the point where they'd be like, the belt line's so black. Mm-hmm. It should be. Should be. Oh, all right. And bring your kids. Bring your children too. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of the Oasis. You are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you are literally like <laughs> the holder of the Oasis. You hold the Oasis in your hand. Uh, but thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you. And I know that today is going to be... Super dope. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that kills me. Yeah. I can't. So let's just get into it. Okay, into it. All right, so you know that uh, for us at Black Oasis, it's a metaphor for a, a hush harbor, a place for rejuvenation, revitalization. It's supposed to be a place where, place where we pour into black people, uplift black people, mm-hmm. educate black people. Affirm black people, correct black people. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be all things to make us our best selves. So we're going to have, we have a wide variety of guests, but today we want to focus on you and we want to focus on um, your life and your way, your contribution to the Oasis, mm-hmm. and which is a big contribution. So my phenomenal friend, what is your idea of an Oasis? Peace. 
So when I think about Oasis, I think about peace. I think about um, my grandmother's bed. You know, that was a part of my life where I was running all the time and I wanted to be busy and coach basketball and get a master's degree and, of course, you know, be in relationships. And I woke up one day and I realized I was always tired because I was always busy, you know. And the Christian folks, they got a little acronym, busy, burden under Satan's yoke, you know. So you're just kind of running around. But you're not really accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that was necessarily the case. Um, but somehow, some way, the Holy Spirit would always lead me to my grandmother's bed. And I would go to her house, lay on her bed, watch her watch whatever judge show she was watching, Judge Judy, you know. <laughs> you know, she sit there and she's like, you know, Matlock, you know, that's my boyfriend. Oh, I mean, that's my man, Matlock. Yes, you know, my other boyfriend, he come on at 2.30. I said, who, who that girl Andy Griffith, I love Mr. Oh. Andy Griffith, you know, so she like, she just used to sit there and watch swirl. TV, right, <laughs> you know, that's just what she, she was a comedian, but um, she would sit there, and when I would get there, she would say, boy, I've been hunting you all day, who done drug, look what the cat done drugged to my door, you know, and she would always be reading through Peter every day, Something, I don't know why she was reading Peter all the time, but she would sit there and tell me stories, and I couldn't last within 30 minutes. I would be asleep. Mm. That bed and that community piece with her mm-hmm. was an oasis mm. for me. Um, so when I think of oasis, I think a place where you can go where there's just complete peace and you're not irritated, you're not distracted, and you know you're in a place where you're loved. And that was a place where I just always went. Yeah. My grandmother's bed. And as a black man in this country, how do you recreate that today? Like, how what what things do you do in your life that create oasis like an oasis like environment for you? Community, and community and health actually. So, one of the places I thrive is when I can take the small things that I do well, and I can put it with somebody else who also does things well. Um, one of the big places where I go for an oasis right now is I have a Saturday morning Bible study that I go to. Mm-hmm. And the people there are so real. And they're very vulnerable and open. They talk about their problems. Um, and we just talk about how wonderful, you know, how wonderful Jesus is and how that great sacrifice and love was. And so out of that Bible study, I learned self-love. Mm. And so the first thing, one of the first things that we studied was Corinthians 13, a lot of people are probably familiar with that. Love is patient, love is kind, you know, long suffering. It doesn't keep records of wrongs. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that and you read it, it's very easy to think, this is what I should do for the other people. And I spent years doing these things for other people, not keeping records of wrong. You know, it's okay. Uh, you know, we, we got an argument. It's okay, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But still having the same arguments with myself. Mm. <laughs> so. When did I learn to, or when was I going to learn to love me? Right. First. First. So, you know, that oasis piece of self-love. Yeah. So to to fully answer the question is community around Christ Mm -hmm. and making sure that my body and mind are together. Right. And I do that by exercising Mm -hmm. and therapy. Period. You know, so I go to to a therapist and I, I shout her out all the time. I did on Everyday Dope, Tanita. It's her name. 
Shout out to Miss Tickles. Tickle, yeah, Tickle. Tickle. yeah. That's my therapist. Oh, that's your therapist, though. <laughs> Tanita Tegel is my therapist. And so if y'all are struggling, y'all call Tanita. She will talk you right off of that ledge or talk you into the greatness that you are. Yeah. You know, so um, peace, Bible study, health, mental health. That's where I get my oasis from. That's correct. I support that. And I second that. <laughs> okay, so um, tell us a little bit about the desert. The desert is the juxtaposed idea of an oasis. Like, what? It's the opposite. So, what are the things on throughout your journey that you've had to uh, conquer, overcome, persevere? What's your testimony? Mm. Well, it's the opposite of the things I just told you. What the oasis was, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I mean, so this is in, in in theory, this is a tough question. Okay. In theory. But it's actually just a simple negative of, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're, one, pouring into your mind with horrible things, mm -hmm. right? So spiritually you're saying, I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. um, she left me, now I'm sad. You know, My mother doesn't talk to me as often as I think she should. I'm angry. You know, My father died. I'm done. I can't recover. I'll be fat forever. Um, you, you know, mentally, you start doing the wrong things. And then physically, you're doing the same thing. I'm eating candy, cake, gummy bears. Like these, This is my diet, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. legitimately. And then I show up to the doctor, and it's like, oh, your blood pressure is 160 over 100. You're going to die tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like, you're going to have a stroke if you don't change this. So it's, it's about diet, right? Mm -hmm. Or nutrition. And so I know you. anybody's heard this saying, you know, change your diet, change your life. And that is so true because if you start to change your food, what you put into you, then you'll start to grow. But for me, those places, those two main places were very dark and dry mm -hmm. deserts for mm -hmm. me. Like, I ate the worst foods and I was dedicated to it, you know. You know, my, my, my father would say, and he died of uh, diabetes. No, obesity, basically. Yeah. But he would say, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Because, you know, as a black man, I ain't got enough money. If I'm going to eat what I want to eat, that's that's what I can afford, eat what mm -hmm. I want to eat. I can't go where I want to go, mm -hmm. but I can afford to eat what man, I want to eat. Man, that is culture. You know? Yeah. And so it's so far um, that I've come to a, the oasis place because... As a wonderful of a man as my father was, I think to myself sometimes, like on his birthday or his death anniversary, those kind of things, I should go have a rib sandwich for my dad. Yeah. No, I shouldn't. No, we should do the opposite of that. <laughs> I should do daddy. the opposite of that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I don't even, you know, now they're in the old Aces place. No, I'm not yeah. doing that, you know. So those are really big deserts. Food. Um, what I was putting into my mind and how I was not loving myself. I was always keeping records of wrongs with myself. Yeah, critique. Because never forgiving myself. Yeah. I was not being kind to myself. Every mistake that I made, I wrote it down in my heart and I kept it there. I did not forgive myself. And that is very desert-like. 
it is hard. If you think about dry skin, like ashy, you think about ashy skin. If you got ashy skin and, and, and it's real dry, life is hard. With ashy life, skin. life is hard with ashy skin. But if you got ashy skin, when you touch it, it hurts. It does. And if you leave it dry long enough, it bleeds. So that's deep. I was out here bloody, man. Bloody, bloody, because I had an ashy spirit. <laughs> Listen, and you know what? Anybody listening? Dry. Anybody listening? You, sir, dry. I can't. Just dry. Dry. <laughs> dry, bro. Listen, and, and and anybody listening? And that's such a, a good a good. Uh, we can we can expand that because there are so many black people living in food deserts. Oh. I live in a food desert. Listen, I just talked about that today. You know. They want. They really want black people to die. Period. Because up the street from me is a Wings place, a Zaxby's, a Popeyes, and a Subway. There ain't no Whole Foods, no Trader Joe's. None of that is by my house. Yeah, you said you want old Whole Foods on Old Nat. I do. Whole Foods on Old Nat. We gonna start a petition. I, I don't know who you know. <laughs> we need to start a petition. I need Whole Foods on Old Nat and Cleveland Avenue. Avenue. Then somebody said, "Well, you know, the, the median income has to be so." No, now, no, no. So now you saying the Negroes down here is broke? And that's not true. That ain't true. Not at all. I, I know it's some 55000 at least in the house. Yeah. Come on, get out of here. And if it's not, let's figure out how we can get that pop in. Get, how do we get a pop? Exactly. So, you know, people come out of those deserts of not loving yourself by putting nasty stuff into your mind and your body and your spirit. So, um, I heard you reference your dad. Mm-hmm. And I love hearing you talk about your dad. How has um, how has your dad impacted your oasis? <sighs> how has my dad impacted my oasis? Um, honestly, this is tough because we talk about people making you what you are, and it's really wonderful. And this is probably going to be countercultural, but okay. I'm but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, my dad probably in the in the areas that I talked about probably added to the desert. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm gonna tell you what I mean by that. It's because I, we, I grew up in sports, so I got reared through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daddy, he was a brilliant man, but in that world, you make mistakes you get punished yeah you know if you if you miss a layup you gotta run for it you miss a tackle you gotta get bull in the ring like there's a culture of if you make a mistake you gotta pay for it and the whole team has to pay for it right and everybody knows it (laughs) right it's loud it's loud Mm -hmm. it's loud and so there's a thing that I believe in, and I believe in excellence across the board. A lot of black folks get on, they, they get mad at me because I, I do, you know, like we talked about earlier, because you taught me how that race is a construct. But if we're calling color as a construct, I'll, you know, color is not a construct, I guess. But if you're saying black people, I'm going to choose excellence over blackness because I know that I know that for us, it's hard for us to change our externals, mm-hmm. but we can change us. So 
being excellent is what I was reared in, and that has um, some negative effects to it. Because mm. when you're not excellent, yeah, it's hard to get forgive. Back to the it's, yeah. You get back to self-punishment. Yeah. Therefore, it lends back to the other desert of not self-love. Right. You know, now I keep records around. I missed that layup. Yeah, you know, I failed that test. You know, I re- I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> so when I first started teaching, second year, um, test scores come back. I got like 78% of my students to pass this test, this standardized test, right? Mm-hmm. The administration is going crazy. Like, oh, my God, Sheffield, you're a wonderful teacher. I'm like, you don't see that 22% I missed? Mm. <laughs> like, I'm sad the whole weekend. Mm. You know, not knowing the year before, it was 48%. Right. <laughs> you know? you jumped to 30. And I'm like, come on. Bro, y'all don't see this 22%? But that is condemnation. Yeah. That's not where we should live. No. When I talked about earlier, a Bible study, you know, Romans 8.1 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation, which means you get to make mistakes. You don't get to continually make them, but you get to make mistakes, and you can forgive yourself, and you can bounce back. You do not have to stay in that desert. So that was probably a tough place to go, but whereas I think my daddy made me a great man, he also added to that fact of be great all the time mm. which causes stress and tension right. you know <laughs> so well and i will say this though and this was just our conversation the other day and you were talking to me about how it's not really the sports that you love it's the communal aspect of mm-hmm. it and i just just hearing you talk about going to your dad's house and watching the game together and you know y'all's adventures and escapades and of course they were centered around sports but it was the quality time right and um, I'm sure in that quality time, there are some beautiful things that are rubbed off on you, like work ethic. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And and, and that vivacious personality. <laughs> vivacious. <laughs> yes. Like like you are you are a gem, you know. Mm-hmm. And I and I've never got the opportunity to meet your father, but I I can feel him through you, mm-hmm. especially when you talk about him and um, his 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 humor. Funny guy. He was foolish. Funny guy. That's cool. We need that. Yeah. Listen, if you can if you can laugh, you'll be all right. You can. You'll be all right. So, um, what tips and tools would you offer to black people to elevate their standard? Period. Be on time. That's the first thing, right? I mean, I know that may sound comical and it may be cliche. But black people, set yourself to get where you're trying to go on time. Why is that so important? Why is that so important? Because you have to know when you're starting to know when you're going to finish, mm. right? Plus, if you're where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be, you get everything you're supposed to get. Ooh, I'll receive that. <laughs> and you don't get behind, right? Mm-hmm. So, start with and it's not just about being on time it's about setting time Mm -hmm. right so you ask your oasis when do i study the bible six o'clock a.m every day when do i exercise 7 30 a.m every day set your times stick to it 
when do I sing Swing My Golf Club? Every Saturday, 8 a.m., right? You cannot get better unless you attach your greatness to time mm. and adhere to your time. That's the, that's the only way you can do it. So one, be on time, set a time. Secondly, whatever you're trying to do, find somebody who's better at it than you. Well, that's a word. Get right. an elder. Get an elder. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, I heard somebody say, you learn things from mentors and mistakes. Get somebody who knows what you're doing already. Yeah. So they know it. You can ask them questions as you go forth. Third thing, just do it. Stop listening to your mom, your auntie, your cousin, your brother, your sister. Your next door neighbor named Fred. <laughs> Start. Set a time. Get you somebody who's going to do it with you. Start. That's right. Okay. And stop hating on those who got high standards. Okay. That's the, that's the last thing. Stop flip black people. Stop hating on other black people who got high standards. She thinks she cute. No, you think she cute. That's why you're yes. looking at her. You know what I'm saying? He think he, no, he got a high standard. He set his time. Mm-hmm. He exercised. That's why he looked good. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. She didn't buy uh, Gucci, whatever, whatever. She saved her money. Now she got three houses. Stop hating. Yeah. Follow. Yeah. <laughs> Find greatness and follow it. Yeah. And if there was one thing that you could contribute mm-hmm. to the Black Oasis, what do you think it is? There are lots of things, but I, I love to stick with uh, algebra because I've said this so many times. I said it on Joe Stu's show. You know, algebra is oppression. It's one of those things that we feel like we don't need. You know, we already have a mental block. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. But every time you get ready to turn a corner, they put it in your face to see if you can do it. Right. And if you can't, you get left behind. It's as simple as that. You can't get a high school diploma. You can't get a GED. You can't get a bachelor's degree, master's degree, PhD without doing somebody's algebra. Yeah. Right? And most post-secondary things take at least a high school diploma. So if you can't do it, you're going to be stuck. And for me, I'm excellent at communicating algebra, communicating mathematics, connecting with young people. Mm-hmm. I'm amazing at that. Yeah. If you want to know what part of the Oasis I am, that's who I am. Yeah. I'm an amazing educator. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm not going to back down from. You shouldn't. So there's a lot of things that I'm good at. You know, I can rap a little bit. I can podcast a little bit. You know, <laughs> I used to be an athlete. I'm a bum now. Like, you know, you're a bum rock. You know, <laughs> you see the movie rock. You're a bum rock. <laughs> but when they, listen, you give me 25 kids and say go from point A to point B. Can't nobody do it better than me. And that is exactly what we need. And so, like, I mean, and to the point of arrogance, I remember when I first started teaching mm-hmm. and I got into school. <laughs> so here it comes back your other question. How did your daddy <laughs> add to your oasis? And mm-hmm. I said that he took away. Mm-hmm. Here it is. This mm-hmm. is how he added. Mm-hmm. You should tell me when you're playing basketball. You go the beginning of the game, you go to the guy who's guarding you. We talked about this. Yeah, we did. And he said, you know, you tell the guy, I'm going to drop 30 on you. <laughs> and then you know what you do after that? Drop 30. You drop 30 on <laughs> And when I first walked into my school, everybody was like, this lady right here, she's the best math teacher in the school. Before I knew it, I said, oh, this is the last year for that. Ah! I'm here now. 
and black people competition is cool but constructive competition yeah so when i went to that teacher i said listen how about we make a bit you know how about we get the kids revved up like you know we gonna do better than y'all right and we grinding against each other quote right. unquote right but at the end everybody's winning right you know because we're pushing each other to another level you know iron sharpens iron kind of thing absolutely all right and what is your wish for black people this is different than the tool this is different than the tools this what is, is your wish what is what is if you had nothing to do with it what do you just want for us family i think that i would not be anything without my family my mother had four siblings and a great mother and i think now our families are just so broken but i could i could have been anywhere and any of my people could have picked me up took me home fed me i was not just raised by my mother and father yeah i was raised by my grandmother and my aunties you know some of my bigger cousins you know i remember sitting at my cousin's house with vinyl, listening to Slick Rick, mm. you know, children's story over and over and over again, you know? And that's how I got into hip hop, mm. you know? So I just wish for black people, strong families. It don't have to be large, just strong. impactful, yeah. you know, impactful, powerful. strong, powerful, strong families. Um, so, because that's what makes us who we are. Yeah. A group, in a group that's in a house, and it doesn't have to be one house, but you know, families that work together, going in one direction, and not selfish. The whole hood. And the whole hood. You know, they don't necessarily have to have the same last name, but yep. I know. But I know for me, my family that came from my grandmother, it was large, and we loved each other, and everybody like. Even down to the fact that I used to live, I've lived with probably all of my aunties and grandmothers, you know, mm -hmm. even if it was a week at a time or whatever, I always felt like still to this day, I'm out on my own, supposedly, you know, say so you never own anything in this country, <laughs> in this country, <laughs> in this country. but um, I still feel like I have home, you know, because my grandmother instilled that in us. Yeah. Like, I feel today that her house is my house. I never feel out of place when I go to one of my family members' house because that focus and that, that support is, has always been there. So I just hope that for all black people, nice, strong, supportive families. So you yourself have a podcast mm -hmm. called Everyday Dope. Whoop, do, 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 do. Dope, do, do, dope, do, dope, do, dope. Do. Dope, 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 There we go. <laughs> and um, I love that podcast. <laughs> Do you now? I love that podcast. And um, I love it too, honestly. Tell us a little bit about Everyday Dope. Um, tell us where people can find you and follow you on social media and how they can support you and your contribution to the Black Oasis. Everyday Dope. It's a podcast about affirmation. The Lord sent me this idea, and it was the first thing that I recognized that God sent to me. You know, God sent me some other things in life, and I just did them. Yeah. But this is, you know, but I didn't know, oh, 
I had to, I had to look backwards and say, oh, that's that's why I did that, you know. But everyday dope was one of the, the, the it was actually the first thing that God told me to do, and I and I was like, oh, God told me to do this, and I'm going to do this. Um, black folks, not but just black folks, because it's it's about excellence, and it's about affirmation of excellence, and it's about affirmation of excellence, honestly, as it pertains to me, and. So we just talked about family. I think my family, I'm a part of probably six families. Yeah. And five of them are not blood. <laughs> but I have a I have a I have a family in Alabama. All white people. And their child calls me Uncle Sid. Mm. <laughs> you know, because somehow God has allowed me to make connections with such great people. Yeah. And I just like to sit down and tell the world just how wonderful they are through my eyes that God has given me. Beautiful. And so that's what Everyday Dope is about. It's about everyday folks who are just so awesome. And when I look at them, I'm just like, man, God really manifested himself in you. Yeah. And so I want everybody to know just how wonderful these people are. And right now, I'm in between season one and season two. And season Two is going to start October 26th. Well, Sixth. it'll be out by now, when I believe. Oh, it'll be out. Oh, yeah, okay. So season two will be it's active right now, people. <laughs> season, two, season two is active by now. Oh, this is right. Okay, so it was out October 26th. Right. 25th. 25th, yes, yes, yes. So, um, it, and then it'll run for as long as Blake tells me it's going to run. Well, 10 weeks at least. <laughs> 10 weeks at least. Don't make any commitments. Uh, no commitments. <laughs> 10 weeks at least, and it comes out every Monday. Please tune into that on Instagram. It is at My Everyday Dope. Twitter, at My Everyday Dope. Facebook, at My Everyday Dope. And if you wonder why the My is there, because I'm lazy. And I had it no. in one spot, and I had to keep it. So, and actually, I looked for Everyday Dope, and somebody had it. Yeah. And so I just had to go in another oh, Nothing to do with your laziness, because yeah. you're not lazy. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I'm not lazy. All right. Yes, I do 80 different things. Yeah. Did 80 different things today. <laughs> <laughs> you now, where's my damn oasis? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to this creative, buddy. <laughs> I do. So I'm actually going to do my, my, my homework after this. And that's a contribution to an oasis. It sure is. Uh -huh. So I want the people to remember what what we've talked about because mm -hmm. you know, I am I am an educator. Oh, okay, well do your thing. The oasis is. <laughs> I'm dead. Spirit, mm -hmm. mind, mm -hmm. body. Feed those the right things. Period. And be on time. Be on time. Set you a time stick to it. Grind it out. If you did it for two weeks, it ain't long enough. Sorry. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you go, really whatever goal you... That's true. I don't apologize. Don't apologize. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're trying to do, it's going to take time. Nothing happens overnight. God will build you from one place to another, and then one day, you're going to be great. Set your time, stick to it, grind it out. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I mm, I have to speak a little life into you. Thank you. Um, I need it. You are one of the most hilarious people I know outside my own daddy. <laughs> and I really love the way that you love people. I love the way that you've nurtured people. You've nurtured me. You pour into everyone around you. 
I, I, I wish and pray more balance, prosperity, nothing but territory for you, nothing but increased legacy, nothing but confirmation, nothing but more spirit, more God. I love how, um, how determined you are to be knowledgeable, how t- determined you are to know and be aware and fight to be your best self truly 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 fight to be your best self anytime we talk if i said something to you that's challenging the next time we have a conversation you've gone on your own time research if there's a word that's said in the midst of a conversation <laughs> and you don't know it, you write like hold on let me write this word down and then you're gonna google it and i just love that determination because at the end of the day it just speaks to your integrity it speaks to your integrity to just truly be who you are everywhere and be your best self i'm saying shout out to your daddy for planting <laughs> the seeds of excellence in you because it oozes from you. Oh, thank you. It oozes from you. And I am just eating up all the energy I can. So it's an honor to be in your presence. Thank you so much for blessing my podcast. Thank well, you, you. Thank you. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that is our time, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary <laughs> individuals. Love you all. Um, make sure you check out my Everyday Dope on social media and Everyday Dope. It's on everywhere podcasts can be found it is, and actually. yes and um and we will continue to promote that and black oasis which you can find on instagram at black oasis atl black oasis atl on facebook and www.blackoasis.org i am your host kaya supreme and until next time stay black but you can't help but do that <laughs>